This episode is presented by the IDP Crash Course. Stick around. Later in the episode, we'll discuss this brand new resource from the IDP Show. Welcome to the IDP Show. I'm your host, Josh Raymer, joined in the Soul Jack tonight by absolutely nobody. I'm here for the annual tradition that has become the Solo Super Bowl Recap Pod. And tonight, I am once again by my lonesome recapping a fantastic Super Bowl that just wrapped up to the Kansas City Chiefs and the Philadelphia Eagles. Chiefs get the 38-35 victory on a late Harrison Butker kick. Eagles got the ball back, uh, but was they weren't able to make any magic happen there with about eight seconds left after the field goal. So congratulations to the Chiefs. Congratulations to Chiefs fans and what was supposed to be a year of kind of retooling and reloading and trying to figure out what this team looked like post-Tyreek Hill trade. They win the freaking Super Bowl. So go figure. Patrick Mahomes named the MVP, although... If a certain play hadn't been overturned, we might have been talking about a defensive player for MVP. We will get to that discussion after the ad break. We're going to talk some IDPs who balled out in the Super Bowl and then best IDPs in the playoffs after the break. So stick around. This is going to be a fun little episode here. So let's kind of address the elephant in the room right off the jump, though. Defensive holding on James Bradbury there, sets the Chiefs up with about a minute 45 left. Eagles are out of timeouts. They really can't stop the clock. They tried to let, I think it was maybe uh, Jarek McKinnon, run into the end zone, and he slid down inbounds, which is a very heady play. They probably told him, hey, don't score, no matter if they let you score or not. But he didn't. They run the clock all the way down, kick the... uh, the probably was about a 25, 30 yard field goal there for Harrison Bucker. Leave the Eagles eight seconds left. I was with the uh, the crowd that said the refs should have swallowed their whistle on that call just because I saw this on Twitter once I got home tonight that um, defensive holding had not been called in the game up to that point. So the players were playing the game. Physically, they were getting handsy with the wide receivers because it had not been called up to that point. You just hate to see a game that was so close, that was so tight, turn on a big play like that. Now, the Chiefs probably still get the field goal, but there would have been more time left for the Eagles to mount to come back as it was getting the fresh set of downs that close to the end zone. They were able to make the easy field goal and get Patrick Mahomes' second Super Bowl victory in three opportunities. So you hate to see it. Was it defensive holding? Probably, but you just can't call it in that situation. Of course, this comes after Roger Goodell during Super Bowl media availability saying that NFL officiating has never been better. So, And I hate it because the refs were pretty clean up to this point. The game really didn't have any controversial calls And you just hate that it was 
ultimately the outcome was very much affected by this call that had not been called up to that point. So it's just unfortunate to have it kind of mar what was an otherwise fantastic game. The best two teams all season made it into the Super Bowl, and we don't always get that. So it was fun to see, arguably, the two best teams all season, because I think you could throw the 49ers and the Bengals into that mix as well. If they had made the Super Bowl, I think everyone would have said, okay, we got two great teams as well. But when you have the two number one seeds make it in, I think, uh, especially in a year like this, where heavyweights like the Chiefs and the Eagles, you know, taking control in the NFC this season, they were the two powerhouses. They earned those number one seeds, and uh, they made it to the Super Bowl. And it was a fantastic game, back and forth. Jalen Hurts absolutely put on a clinic, two passing touchdowns, two rushing touchdowns. A.J. Brown looked phenomenal. Uh, I mean, this team did everything it was supposed to do. Hertz got them into position, got the touchdown, gave the ball back to the Chiefs with five minutes left and didn't touch the ball again until they were in basically a no-win situation with eight seconds left. So that's just, as Greg Rosenthal uh, said on Twitter right before I started this podcast, that's just life in the Mahomes era. So congratulations to the Chiefs. I think there'll probably be a lot of conversations in the wake of this Super Bowl about the greatest of all time trajectory that Mahomes is on. I think any rational person, though, would say that's premature. He's trending in the direction of this being the new Patriots dynasty with Andy Reid as the Belichick figure, Mahomes as the Tom Brady figure. This is a well-run team that has displayed already amazing consistency and dominance. I mean, in Patrick Mahomes' five seasons as a starter, they've reached the AFC Championship all five times. They've won three conference titles, two Super Bowls, and he has won two MVPs. So I don't think you could ask for a better start to a career than what Patrick Mahomes has done thus far. But in football, it's nice because we actually have across positions, some pretty well-established goats at this point. Tom Brady, as much as it pains me to say this as a Colts fan, is the greatest of all time at quarterback. Wide receiver, it's Jerry Rice. These two guys are so head and shoulders above the field that you can't really make an argument for anyone else in the GOAT conversation except for those two guys. Now, where it gets interesting, defensive player. I think you could make a strong case even though it was before my time, for Lawrence Taylor, for Reggie White, even some of the modern-day guys like J.J. Watt and Von Miller and Aaron Donald, you could put into that conversation as well. Micah Parsons might very well be on that trajectory. So there are some fun discussions to be had on defense, running back. Fascinating conversation. We saw a lot of tight end chatter going into this Super Bowl because of Travis Kelsey. Where does he stack up in that conversation? So, There are some very fun positions to argue who is the greatest of all time. I think running back probably is the most fun conversation because there are so many guys to choose from, so many different styles. It's like picking the best boxer. There are so many different styles, so many different types of fighters, and I think that's what you see with running back. Saw some sick Barry Sanders highlights hit the timeline this week, and that was so fun to watch. Another guy before my time that, Thankfully, through YouTube and social media clips, we can go back and enjoy what this guy was like 
as a football player. But Mahomes is not the GOAT yet. Could he finish his career that way? Absolutely. What a fantastic start for Patrick Mahomes to what should be a Hall of Fame-worthy career. Now, let's talk about the flip side of this. Of course, we always see a Super Bowl hangover, typically, for the team that loses the Super Bowl, especially. There's a lot of talk going into Super Bowls about, like, oh, this team's on the rise. They'll be back. You just never know. So... We look at the Philadelphia Eagles, though. This is a team that's been built the right way. They've got a really talented roster. This wasn't an all-in type of scenario like what we saw with the Bucs or the Rams. This team has been built the right way. They have resources. They have young players. They have homegrown talent. And so I think they will remain competitive in a weak NFC, especially with Tom Brady retiring with Aaron Rodgers, potentially leaving the division to go to the AFC with the Jets or the Raiders. So I think Philly will remain in the mix, but it's always tricky to say they'll definitely get back to this mountaintop because making a Super Bowl is very, very difficult. So will Philly be back next year? We'll see. I'm sure they'll be one of the early favorites uh, along with you know some of the other teams that we saw in the mix this season. But That's a tough division, especially if Washington can get competent quarterback play. I know that's hilarious to say, but if they can get a competent quarterback in there, we know the Giants are frisky. We know the Cowboys, well, they can be frisky. We'll see how the Mike McCarthy play calling experience goes in Dallas. But the NFC East is a tough division, so the Eagles, I don't think, are going to necessarily cakewalk to another number one seed in a Super Bowl berth, but... Fantastic year for them, and uh, I think they've got the right quarterback there in Jalen Hurts to build around. I would have no hesitation whatsoever giving him a big contract this offseason and letting him be your guy for the foreseeable future. Of course, another thing that you see with these Super Bowl winning teams and even the Super Bowl teams that come up short is brain drain. You see these coaching staffs, Robbed of talent because these teams obviously did very well with the coaches on the staff. We're going to see that happen this week. News broke today that warmed my heart. I've been calling for it for months now on the podcast and on Twitter. It appears the Indianapolis Colts have zeroed in on Shane Steichen, the offensive coordinator for the Philadelphia Eagles, as their choice for head coach. They have informed other candidates they are out of the running. And now that the Super Bowl is over, they will attempt to negotiate a contract with Shane Steichen. This was my guy all along. I think in this modern NFL, I'm with Robert Mays. He has always said on the Athletic Football Show that the best foundation you can lay for longevity and success as an NFL team is to hire an offensive play-calling head coach because if you have a hotshot offensive coordinator – They're probably going to get hired. Those guys aren't going to be on your staff for more than probably two or three years. But if you are the one calling the plays, if it is your offense, you are the mastermind, even if you have someone like a Steichen that calls plays, if you are the one designing the system, if it revolves around you and your ideas and your input, then year after year, your team is going to have continuity and have a stable foundation for success. And Steichen, particularly beyond the fact that his players love him, they rave about him, all the reports on this guy are glowing and positive, but he built 
a prolific offense around a quote-unquote unconventional quarterback in Jalen Hurts, someone that a lot of people had questions about coming into the season. Was he going to be the Eagles quarterback in 2023? I know we were having those conversations. Will Philadelphia use those picks to trade up and get a quarterback if Jalen Hurts doesn't work out? And now the question is not whether or not the Eagles are going to move forward with Hurts, but how much money he's going to get on this big contract that he has earned. So Steichen helped shape an offense around a quarterback that played to his strengths. And so with the Colts likely going rookie quarterback in the draft, I love the idea of that guy coming over to Indianapolis and helping us build a foundation and build an infrastructure and offense around, especially if it's a guy like a Bryce Young, another quote-unquote unconventional quarterback because of the size, build up an infrastructure and a system around him that is going to give him the best chance to succeed, even if... This is a team that's going to be going through a rebuild. I don't think plugging in Steichen or Stroud or Young or even Levis next season is going to take the Colts to AFC South relevancy. I think we're still a couple years away from being able to proclaim that with any sort of confidence. So I'm excited about the hire. We have heard that Jonathan Gannon will interview for the Arizona Cardinals head coaching job. That's the Philadelphia Eagles defensive coordinator. And from the buzz that we saw this morning, it sounds like he could very likely be a front runner for that job. So very possible that Nick Sirianni, Eagles head coach, could be replacing both his offensive and defensive coordinators. But super excited. Like Connor and I were talking about tonight at the Super Bowl, we are not believing that it is true until we see the picture with Steichen and the Polo signing the contract and the Colts' official Twitter account announcing that he has signed the deal to become our next head coach. After the Josh McDaniels fiasco, Colts fans have learned not to count their chickens before they hatch, or in this case, before they sign a multi-year deal to become the new head coach of the Indianapolis Colts, but very excited for Shane, very excited for the Indianapolis Colts. And yeah, I think the Eagles will be competitive and in the mix for the playoffs once again in a weaker NFC, but we'll see how things shake out. There'll probably be some more quarterback movement. Where does Derek Carr land? Where does Aaron Rodgers go? Are there some other moves that we aren't even thinking about at this point? They could come down the pipe. Could Lamar Jackson be on the move? How is how is the free agency period going to shake out? Where, where are the rookies going to land in the draft? lot to be determined, but uh, I think we'll see both of these teams uh, competitive and pushing for another Super Bowl in 2023. But what a great end to a fun playoffs. So great Super Bowl, fun halftime show with Rihanna. And a lot of memorable commercials, the Flash movie trailer, my God, the MCU chat we had was blowing up talking about the Flash trailer. If you haven't watched it yet, if you're a comic book nerd like myself and John Macri and Joey and Kyle and Mike, go check out the Flash trailer. That is going to be a really fun movie by the looks of it. But we're going to take a quick break to hear about the IDP crash course when we come back very exciting announcements related to another resource that paid supporters over at the IDP show are going to get to enjoy. And we're going to talk a little IDPs who balled out in the Super Bowl and the playoffs at large. 
Don't go anywhere. We will be right back. From the IDP show comes the IDP Crash Course, a pair of live interactive sessions for those who wish to understand IDP fantasy football at a deeper level. Host Jake Colhagen will be joined by Joy the Tooth and Kyle Bellyfield to walk you through both the basics of IDP, like league setup and positional overviews, and more advanced concepts like coaching schemes, positional value, and evaluating trades. Paid supporters at theidpshow.com can join us for free for the two-night event on February 28th and March 7th. Both sessions begin at 8 p.m. Central and will last 90 minutes. Paid supporters will even be given four guest passes to invite friends or league mates. So bring your pals and bring your questions on February 28th and March 7th. And if you can't make it, don't worry. Paid supporters also get access to the replay so you can watch it at your leisure. If you want to attend but aren't a supporter yet, it's just $5 for the month, which gets you access to this course and a host of other cool perks like Adam's Dynasty and Best Ball rankings. So head on over to the IDPshow.com and we'll see you on February 28th. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Yeah, I've been running around with two left feet. You doing laps up in my mind, so it's kind of hard to sleep. I'd rather be with you, but you getting out of reach. So I'm a lie away. Yeah, resorting to this week. My mind's a mess, just like my desk, but I'm pushing through this week. My plate is full, stomach empty. Everybody around me got to eat. I miss my home. It's been too long. Ain't seen my mama in weeks. Out on my own. All right. Welcome back to the IDP show. Super Bowl recap rolls on. Let's talk IDPs who made an impact in the Super Bowl. We got to start things off with one of our favorite linebackers. We just talked all about him on the last episode. It is the Chiefs, Nick Bolton. Boy, Nick Bolton had himself a game and had that fumble catch. Was it a catch? Was it an incomplete pass? Did he get the feet down? Did he make a football move? That whole call. For the record, as far as my vantage point, I didn't think it was a catch. I thought it was the right call, but you could definitely make a case that he caught that ball, fumbled it, and that Nick Bolton would have had his second scoop and score. But as it stands, he just had... One fumble recovery touchdown. He had eight solo tackles, one tackle assist. Finished with 23.35 points by Big 3 scoring. So, your Super Bowl IDP MVP, Nick Bolton. Congratulations and shout out to Jeff Pomazal, a.k.a. Boo Bam. We put out a Substack chat before the game asking who everyone's IDP that was going to make an impact was for the Super Bowl. And Jeff pointed out Nick Bolton, and Nick Bolton showed up big. He was all over the field. Seemed like anytime there was a big tackle made, 
stopping someone short of the sticks. It was Nick Bolton who was laying the lumber. But all the Chiefs linebackers got involved in this game. Leo Chennault was the second-highest score, 15.6 points. He had four solo tackles, two assists, a tackle for loss, and a sack as well. So a great game from the rookie there. Willie Gay, 15 points. He had two tackles for loss, six solos, and two assists. Uh, Legereus Sneed, Juan Thornhill also put out great performances, 14.75 for Sneed. They really loved having him back in this game. And then 12.25 from Juan Thornhill. On the Eagles side, little quiet. TJ Edwards was the highest scoring player with 11 points. He had five solo tackles and an assist. And then Javon Hargrave was the next highest scorer at 8.75. So it was a big-time Chiefs IDP game. If you had those guys in your playoff fantasy leagues, you were feeling good. Let's also give some love to the highest-scoring IDPs on the playoffs now that the Super Bowl is in the books. The highest-scoring IDP by Big 3 scoring was the handsome one from the Buffalo Bills, Matt Milano, 58.3 points, good for 29.15 points per game. Hassan Reddick, Philadelphia Eagles edge rusher, was right behind him with 46.2 points. Fred Warner was third with 42.85. And then Jalen Watson, Kansas City Chiefs rookie DB with 42.85. So the same as Fred Warner. And then Nick Bolton rounds out the top five. 40.35 points for the playoffs A lot of other Chiefs here, some Bengals rounding out the top 10. So IDP in the playoffs, playoff fantasy leagues. It's one of our favorite times of year. Fantasy might feel like it's over, but these playoff fantasy leagues are always so much fun. Congratulations, Addy. One hour playoff fantasy league picked a lot of Chiefs and a lot of Eagles. It's always a little bit of a... Risky move because if you pick the one seed and they get bounced short of the Super Bowl, not having that wild card weekend game can come back to bite you, especially if one of those you know lower seeds uh, makes it through and someone stacked a lot of those guys. So that's what makes these leagues so fun. You're playing basically like a survivor pool mixed with playoff fantasy with IDP thrown in. So just a lot of fun. We love doing that every year. If you missed it this year, don't worry. We will be putting out resources again next year to help you get ready for your playoff fantasy drafts. And again, congratulations to Addy, Team Chillin' on their fantasy playoff victory. This is like the, I think, the fourth or fifth time that Adams won in the past decade. So tired of that guy. We need to get him out of this league. But uh, speaking of resources... Let's talk about the IDP crash course. We talked about it a little bit on the last episode, the Reality Check series, the linebacker edition. Our boy Jake Colhagen is going to be leading that live seminar. It's going to be two 90-minute sessions, February 28th at 8 p.m. to 9.30 p.m. Central Time. That is going to be free to all paid supporters over at the idpshow.com. We'll be sending out links tomorrow to those webinars. They'll be hosted through StreamYard. You'll be able to 
Watch it live. Ask questions. There'll be multiple uh, stops, kind of pauses for Q&As throughout the session. They'll have the Q&A at the end. And then Joy the Tooth and Kyle Bellyfuel will be there as well to share their expertise. So it's going to be a phenomenal course. I've seen the agenda and the resources and the slides these guys are putting together. So if you're just starting out in IDP and you want that kind of Here's how this whole thing works. Here's what you need to know. Help me get my feet under me. This is a resource that I think is going to justify the IDP show subscription by itself. You get Adam's rankings, right? You get the dynasty ranks. You get the best ball rankings. But in addition to that, you're going to get the IDP crash course. You'll be able to, as a paid supporter, have four guest passes that you can send out to friends who maybe aren't a paid supporter, or maybe you're trying to convince your league mates to switch to IDP. This is a great way to get them interested and help them see how awesome IDP can be. So February 28th, they'll be doing the 101, and then March 7th, same time frame, 8 p.m. to 9.30 p.m. Central, they'll be doing the 201. So a little more kind of basics and elementary concepts on the 28th, and then on the 7th, they'll be diving into a little more of the nuance of IDP. So again, theidpshow.com, it's $5 a month. If you want to sign up right before the event, get the crash course, get the dynasty rankings, get the best ball rankings, hop in some of our drafts. Again, supporters over there, get early access to our best ball drafts in addition to Adam's ranking. So come draft with us, help us shape that ADP, and let's have some fun here in February playing fantasy football. Speaking of ADP, speaking of resources, very excited to announce. We've talked about it, teased it a little bit on the podcast, but the IDP show draft kit is coming to the website. Myself, Adam, Bobby, Jeff Pomazal, Jake Colhagen, we will be collaborating on this year's draft kit, which will be available at no additional cost to paid supporters over at theidpshow.com. And y'all, this is going to be so full of goodness. Of course, you're going to get access to Adam's dynasty rankings, best ball rankings. We will also be doing big three consensus redraft rankings. We will have breakouts, sleepers, and bust write-ups from Jeff and Jake. We will have them doing some combined rookie rankings as well. So not just IDPs, but offense as well, because that's how your rookie draft happens. It's both offense and IDP, so they're going to give you the rankings so that when you get into the draft, you know you can go right down that list if you want to. Maybe rookies aren't your thing. Don't worry. We're going to be there to help you out with combined rookie rankings. I mentioned ADP from these best ball drafts. We are going to have the best, most accurate ADP on the market, and you will have it right there in the draft kit. We will be updating it. Once those best ball drafts finish, we will be updating the ADP so you can see in real time who's rising, who's falling, who's being overdrafted, who's of value, and we'll call those things out in the draft kit as well. So look forward to that. The IDP crash course will be... The replay links will live inside the draft kit. So maybe you signed up late, you missed the live sessions. Don't worry. You'll have access to it through the IDP show draft kit. It will all live 
on the website. The rankings, like Adam's Dynasty rankings, will be hosted through Google Sheets, so we'll get you set up on that as well. And all the blurbs, all the resources will live on theidpshow.com. So we thought about selling it as a standalone product, but we really just want to thank and support those people who have supported us, who've made this show possible. We've said it before. This show would not exist to this day if it weren't for the support of everyone who has come alongside us on this journey. So thank you. If you've supported the show in any way, even if it's leaving a review, telling a friend to check out the show, that has helped us get to this point and is allowing us to push forward and do these really cool things, create these awesome resources. So this is our thank you to you, the IDP Show Draft Kit. And I should mention, it will be available Monday, May 1st. That's right. The Monday after the NFL draft, we will be pushing the publish button on this draft kit. So make sure you're subscribed over there. We're going to be having some mock drafts go out. Bobby has his first mock draft teed up. I'm going to be working on that Monday to get that out to you guys this week. And we'll have several iterations of that throughout the offseason, a 2.0, a 3.0. I think we'll put out a 4.0 probably as part of the draft kit right after the rookie draft. So all of that will be coming to you May 1st. Because we know some of you sickos out there have rookie drafts right after the NFL draft. So we are getting this to you as quickly as we possibly can. And as long as you're a paid supporter over at the IDPshow.com, you're going to have access to this draft kit all offseason. So no matter when your draft is, you are going to have the most updated, accurate information. We're going to update blurbs, rankings. If anything changes, the ADP, that's going to be changing as these best balls happen. So this is not a static resource. We would not do that to you all. Put out ranks that aren't updated for three months. No, we're going to be plugged in. We're going to be tuned in to what's going on to help give you the best possible advantage when you go into your drafts this offseason. So, so excited about that. Make sure you check it out. May 1st, it'll be going live to all paid supporters at theidpshow.com. So we got the crash course coming up. We got the IDP Show draft kit. We've got best ball drafts cranking. Folks, we, we joke about it on the pod. There is no offseason. This is the on-season. We are going to help you all, you dynasty fanatics, even if you're in redraft leagues, it never hurts to start doing your research right now because I think that's just going to give you a leg up on the competition. It's just better to be informed all year round rather than trying to plug in right before your draft and catch up. Stick with us. We like to think we put out a fun, entertaining show that you guys want to listen to all year round, but I think you're going to learn some stuff as well. So stay, stay, uh, stay around, stay with us. And uh, we'll keep you guys entertained and informed all offseason here. So some great stuff coming up for y'all. We are back with John Macri on Tuesday doing the Big Nickel Season 3 premiere, redrafting the 2022 rookies. And then John is off and running with that podcast. Some awesome guests lined up, some really fun episodes. We know y'all love John Macri in the feed from looking at the download numbers So he is back for season three, and we could not be more excited to be talking to our best buddy from across the wall, the great white north for the season three premiere on Tuesday. So look forward to that. After that, next week, Jake and Evan will be back with IDP Breakouts. We're going to be doing some YouTube stuff 
these uh, next couple weeks in February. So we won't be in the audio feed as much, but make sure you're subscribed over on YouTube, youtube.com slash at the IDP show. We're going to be dropping some fun videos over there. And then Adam's going to be dropping some Dynasty update videos through the website. We got him set up, y'all. He's a YouTuber now. He's got the different color lights in his office. So check those out. That's going to be a lot of fun. He's going to be talking you through some updates from his Dynasty rankings. We're going to get inside that big, beautiful brain of Adam. So it should be a lot of fun and and maybe a little bit scary as well. But uh, y'all, check that out. And uh, look forward to what we've got coming up in the podcast feed because... You know, it's a little bit of a slower time. We're kind of looking back on the season that was in January and kind of up to this point in February. But then once the Super Bowl turns over, the wheels start slowly turning on the 2023 season. So it's going to be a lot of fun. I can't wait. As we wrap up this Super Bowl recap pod, thank you all for joining me. This is a fun show. I love getting to do this show every year. I would be remiss if I did not mention Chris Wessling of the Around the NFL podcast, passed away February 5th, 2021. So Chris has been gone for a couple years now. And I always think about him at this time of year because he passed right before that Chiefs, Buccaneers, Super Bowl. And I know that all the guys, Greg, Dan, Mark, and their buddies, Colleen, John Gonzalez, and some other folks, got together a couple weekends ago and honored Chris. And that's something that um, I really appreciate that they do. They went on essentially a bar crawl of the Los Angeles area, hit up some of Chris's favorite spots. And as I've gotten older, uh, I've come to realize the, the way I like to honor those that we lose is by embodying what we loved and admired most about those people. And it was so beautiful to listen to the guys talk about on the podcast that what Chris was so good at was bringing together different friend groups, people that knew each other, but maybe wouldn't have normally hung out together. He was just this great kind of unifying force, this this flame that drew these moths to him. And then he would just kind of work the room. You could picture him at the grill, you know, at his house, grilling and and having people over and there's cornhole and there's drinking and there's laughter and there's football. That's the kind of person Chris was. And so I love that the around the NFL guys have continued to honor Chris around this time of year. And of course we continue to send our love and our thoughts and our prayers to Lakeisha, his wife and his son, Lincoln, Uh, the picture of Lincoln at Chris's spot, in the Around the NFL studio, which now bears his name, which is a really cool legacy for Chris. It was a very heartwarming moment. So anytime I get on here, I love to talk about Chris and um, just the amazing legacy that that guy left. And um, we miss you, Chris. We love getting to remember you and think about you during such a special time on the NFL calendar. So much love to Chris Wessling. Make sure you go check out the Around the NFL recap podcast i think it's their most downloaded episode of the year and for good reason nobody does a super bowl recap podcast like the around the nfl guys so go give them a listen after you check our podcast out like i mentioned we will be back on tuesday with john macri doing the 2022 rookie redraft so y'all come back then and we'll see you on tuesday